0: Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Freedom Foil Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Joe. You guys might know me from the Firearm Freedom YouTube channel. If you would like to see more about Firearm Freedom, check out those links. I am joined by my beautiful wife, Mary, and co-host. Mary, introduce yourself.
1: Hey guys, (laughs) I like that. I'm sticking with it.
0: All right. (laughs)
1: And I also want to say eight is great.
0: Eight is great and it's two to 10.
1: Oh my God.
0: Uh, (laughs) Should we remind them uh, what is happening episode 10? We got a few different things going on in episode 10.
1: I'll tell them what I'm excited about is we are launching our Instagram
0: Instagram, the Freedom Foil Instagram account. That should be pretty cool.
1: I am so psyched about that. Not only to make reels and force you to like dance and stuff, but also (laughs) to share like creepy videos. Like Joe and I, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but we're very into iFunny. Yes. And there are so many like creepy videos that we find through there that we would... Like, I personally would be like, oh, this would be so fun to share with our listeners because yeah. it's yeah. pertaining to a topic we've talked about. Like, I just saw a really creepy Skidwalker one that I would have loved to share. Yeah. And still might.
0: Well, and we're going to... We we have so much stuff, like, saved up yeah. to, to share right on that um, uh, Instagram, which is going to be awesome. And then also... Episode ten, or I should say, following episode ten, is what I'm very excited about, which is the hidden history bonus episode wah, series. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> so we're gonna do probably a, a pretty short. It's gonna depend on what we're talking about. Extra like five minutes. Uh, I don't know about that. Extra. <laughs> extra episode uh that we consider or mainly i consider and that i'm forcing mary to do hidden history which is mary's worst probably most hated topic ever Mm. guys Uh, physics
1: and or no no not physics um what is it philosophy and and history history.
0: yeah your two like most hated things although i do (laughs) like
1: the period from like 1940 and end up
0: okay so because there's
1: pictures not
0: oh my god okay all right
1: i'm a picture book kind of (laughs) gal all
0: right what is episode eight about mary tell us
1: we are talking about time travel
0: time travel it's gonna be an interesting one because it's these actually are my favorite kind of episodes. I know, I know. And we did, you know, a little bit of a serious episode for the last one, which was MK Ultra. If you guys haven't checked that out, as always, there are links in the description of each one of these podcasts and our main description that'll give you all the, the links to the previous episodes. A little bit of a warning, episode five and earlier. Rough on the audio, right?
1: Oh, the audio is but, bad, guys. But the content but, is so good. Yes,
0: the content is great, and all the audio now is awesome. Butter. So, if you haven't listened to MK Ultra, definitely check that out. But we are going with our typical theme of doing serious and kind of fun, and serious and kind of fun. This is definitely a kind of fun one. I would say I had, I had, I enjoyed. I loved through the it. research, yeah. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. You found some good articles. This is almost a debunking sort of episode, right?
1: I mean, in your eyes.
0: A little bit. Yeah, we'll, kinda, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into it, you know? Maybe
1: the rules are reversed for this episode. Maybe.
0: I, I have I have a lot of thoughts.
1: Dude, if you're sitting here telling me you believe in Hollow Earth... No, no, know,
0: no. No, see, that's the thing. We'll get into it. I have a lot of thoughts about this. I have a lot of thoughts about this. Okay? Okay.
1: Hitler's in the middle of the earth, but time travel's impossible.
0: No, I'm not (laughs) saying that. I'm not saying that. So the first thing that we're going to go over here, right? I feel like time travel has a few different lights with it in a way. Lights,
1: I love that. Yeah,
0: like, you know, like you can view it in a certain light. Isn't that a saying? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I was thinking
1: like angles, but light, I dig it, Okay, No,
0: but so you have, you know, this modern view of time travel.
1: Nah, that we see in movies and such.
0: Like, how we see it in modern internet world, and movies and TV shows and different things like that, and then kind of like more older theories on time travel, which, again, I'm going to get into, and then uh, what I consider is just outright fabrication, just total bullshit. Um, And that's what we're going to really talk about first, which is... Actually, a pretty good Wikipedia page. Of course, all the links are going to be in. But the Wikipedia page that we're referencing right now is basically talking about all the major time travel claims and urban legends. So, which I like, don't
1: even know about these. Uh, actually, that's a lie. There's a few that I recognize, but I mean, a yeah. lot of them I don't. So, there's not like a lot of like present day like. In 2020 or in 2019? Yeah. Well, well, but who's who's time traveling to 2020? We, let's be real.
0: <laughs> so the the other thing you know that that we got to talk about, and I feel like we should talk about this first because it, it's just it, more of a quick thing. TikTok, right? Like I feel like TikTok. Not a fan. Right. I, but I feel like TikTok has this stupid thing about time travelers, right? So like really briefly. If you guys didn't already know, there's a, a TikTok account that everyone like, you know, shares around the spooky videos where this dude is claiming that he is stuck like three years in the future in this like post-apocalyptic thing, and he's just walking around in Spain to all these different areas with like no people. I got news for you guys. Okay. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> Newsflash, it's freaking false.
0: <laughs> so what that more than likely is, is a very ingenious marketing Ploy for either a, a game or a movie or a TV show or something like that, where they either you know film these during lockdown or something like that in Spain, or or they paid that area to you know remove people or or, or whatever. But and I don't know, maybe it is. Dude, true. I
1: honestly, no, honestly, there's videos out there of, of major cities all across the United States and the globe during the pandemic yeah. that photographers and videographers that could get out safely yeah. were. Um, just loving it. Cause yeah, it look a ap- right. it looks apocalyptic. Right. So there's no one th- there's else. There's a
0: lot of ways to it. And I just think it's hilarious how like uh, <laughs> like the kids of TikTok are like, okay, so we we believe that this person has the had the ability to time travel. Okay. And their first thought on their mind was like, Okay, I just time traveled. I'm stuck alone in the world and I need to make a TikTok account to spread my TikTok videos all over the place. I mean, I don't know. It doesn't add up. Yeah, it doesn't add up. So there's, there's a lot of stuff like that. There's also a lot of stuff on TikTok of time travelers that start off with like, I am a time traveler and I am from the year 2075 or 2076. And it's just hilarious because they always say things that, are gonna be 10, 20 years in the future that obviously we would long forget about by the time it happens, and that we can never prove and they're they're you know hilarious and all these kids are sharing it like, oh my God, it's a time traveler. Holy hell. <laughs> <laughs> Doc, so, Doc. <laughs> but what what is on the, the Wikipedia page?
1: So the one that I recognized was the mobile device spotting in a nineteen forty three photo. So this is showing a scene of what they call holidaymakers. So probably just people on vacation um, in, they say Cornwall. Yeah. So this photo was uploaded to Twitter in 2018 by artist Stuart Humphreys. and someone in the photo looks to be using a mobile device like a phone. And um, this tweet in particular, you know, picked up major news outlets across all the globe. over the world. Yeah. yeah. But um, the artist himself, Humphreys, actually was quoted dismissing the time travel theory, stating that the man was probably just like rolling a did, cigarette. Did you
0: see the actual photo ever?
1: Um, no.
0: Yeah. So I looked up the photo and uh, I, I I don't know. I mean, it's like kind of interesting, but it, it very obviously doesn't show a cell phone. And, and on top of that, like, okay, so... <laughs> You're telling me that this dude time traveled and is using, let's say, a smartphone in the middle of a beach and the photo has like 300 people on the beach shoulder to shoulder with him all lounging around and no one was like, huh, that's an interesting device let's all just go about our business and not look at that ginormous technological advancement that's standing there in the middle of the beach. I
1: will say, 1943, (laughs) people minding their own business. I guess. They leave everyone alone. I
0: guess. And there was another one actually very similar to that, and you're going to see a common theme here. Uh, The other one was called Chaplin's Time Traveler, which is uh, basically a Charlie Chaplin film called The Circus. And there was a clip that had, like, This, like, people walking up and down the sidewalk, and the the famous part that people quote as a time traveler is this woman walking by, and it appears that she's talking on the phone, like she's holding something to her ear.
1: Thin black clip.
0: Yeah, and, and walking, you know, just through, but it looks like she's very obviously talking and holding something to her ear. At this point, it's 1928, so obviously long before any sort of telephones. I don't know if you've seen that clip. I've seen that a ton of times. Yeah, so that
1: was like bonus footage apparently from the movie from the L.A. premiere in 1928. Yeah, so it's weird
0: that they had bonus footage footage. Back then. Bonus. You know what I mean? I, well, I bonus like
1: footage just... It was probably just called something else, but they probably always had extra footage.
0: I guess. Yeah, that's so weird to think about. And the thing is, about. since
1: it wasn't digital, they're not like deleting it. Yeah. They, either, they had to like physically so throw weird. it away. They must have
0: been sitting in the movie theaters just they're... watching like okay, extra think footage. think
1: about... Like, tangent real quick. Think about like filming movies back then. They probably had files and files and storage just full of just like reels. extra footage Yeah, just that reels they got.
0: and reels of shit. And
1: think about like... How many takes some of these movies take? Like, yeah. think if you had to do talk like about bloopers. Takes. Oh my god. Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, but uh, side note: the the video is interesting, and I'll admit that before I really got into the like the tinfoil hat stuff, I would see it shared around I and you too. know a really like dramatic video on Instagram or something like that, and I'd be like, oh, that's actually pretty interesting. But then when you actually look into it, it's said that pretty much. It was probably an early hearing aid, like the ones that you you actually had to like hold in your ear at that time. And she's probably talking to passerby's, you know, going by her and and using that as as a hearing device, which, uh, you know, I think realistically is a lot more probable. You know, uh, again, I call the bullshit when it comes to uh, this woman is walking down the street talking on a cell phone and didn't have like people walking by like what is going on here (laughs)
1: like like literally this is where i'm gonna say roles reverse because i'm gonna like challenge that for a minute and be like if there is a hearing aid that looks similar to an iphone who would know
0: I guess. And you're blending
1: in. And I'm not, and yeah, I was joking last time about people minding their business, but it's nothing like it is today. Like people today are so hypersensitive to everything going on around them. Back then, it was kind of like. I would say it's
0: the opposite. Everyone today has their eyes in their cell phone and isn't situationally aware.
1: No, but they're ready to like post and they want to find something and they want to share and blah, blah, blah. blah.
0: Yeah. I, I, I guess I could see that. I guess I could see that. So. Uh, there's also, we, we have to talk about the little present day hipster Ooh, photo. Oh, I one. Yeah. And this, this actually gave me a little bit of Doc Brown vibes from like back to the future. Tell me but,
1: this doesn't look like something.
0: I mean, I, it's That's interesting.
1: photoshop easily photoshopped. Very easily No, no, no. I don't think it's photoshopped.
0: I don't think it's photoshopped. I think this, this is just somebody dressed differently than the other people there. You know, I don't know. What do you think?
1: it looks pretty weird like i
0: love this because it's like the opposite of what it normally is i feel so interesting on the
1: (laughs) so guys this is where an instagram will come in handy because we can share these photos but this this guy is standing among all these people this is from 1941 a bridge opening reopening i'm sorry in british columbia and this guy sticks out like a sore thumb
0: he does he looks
1: like a, He's wearing, a hipster, a
0: modern day yeah, hipster.
1: Yeah, his gla- his sunglasses—they kind of look like Oakley-ish, like style. They yeah. like he has like this, like what looks like a printed T-shirt on with like a zip-up jacket. Among yeah. these like people with like what suits on top hats.
0: Yes, it's yeah.
1: weird. Yeah, it's well. Odd.
0: The one thing is that, or not
1: top hats like bowler hats.
0: Yeah, right. the The style of sunglasses actually first appeared in 1920.
1: I know, I know, I know, but like, I don't know. It just doesn't like. No one else is looking anything like him. Yeah, nope.
0: true. If they I came get it. out, yeah. The other thing too is on the. This How about page, his haircut? So you think he has a little bit more of a, a modern haircut right compared
1: to everyone else like I, I think the style back then was like the for men was like the comb over
0: like, i would agree in yeah. mustache I, I, I would agree because we're is talking he cleanly shaven yeah okay. yeah he's cleanly shaven a little bit scruffy kind of and the one thing i will say is it it says on the wiki page that it looks like he's wearing a printed t-shirt but on closer inspection it seems to be a sweater with a sewn on emblem the kind of clothing often worn by sports teams of the period to me, no. that looks like a printed T-shirt. And I, how would they know? Yeah.
1: How would you know?
0: I, I, and they say upon further inspection, but like, dude, I it it looks like he has a sweater over dude, a printed T-shirt. that one t-shirt. threw me.
1: That one threw me. Yeah.
0: I, I'll, I'll agree that it's interesting, right? So that photo comes up again. And I don't know if you ran across this in your research, but I did. So in that photo, you're going to notice, and I'll show you real quick. So there's a guy like off to the left- in the photo, and that guy comes up again because his alleged name is Andrew Carlson, okay? Right? Andrew Andrew Carlson. It's also on the wiki page a little bit further down. Andrew Carlson is interesting, right? Because he came up in 2003, and his story is that he was arrested in 2003 by SEC violations. What's SEC stand for? Uh, S C E. SEC stands for Securities and Exchange Commission. So basically the purpose of the SEC is to enforce law against the market like I think the stock market and stuff like oh, that, it. which would make sense because of the crimes. Apparently it was for he was arrested for making 126 high risk stock trades which is essentially associated with insider trading cuz obviously you must be getting some, you know, some information that you're not supposed to have. Um, and being successful on every one. Now, allegedly, he started with an investment originally of eight hundred dollars and ended with over three hundred and fifty million dollars, <laughs> right? Over the course of just a, a little bit of time. I mean, we're we're not we're not talking about too much. Now, he is his claims. Once he got arrested, was that he was from two hundred years in the future? And that he time traveled back just to you know make millions on the stock market went too much into it you know and and that was it. And then apparently he was claiming that he was going to tell investigators the whereabouts of Osama bin Laden and the cure for AIDS, and you know in return for a lesser punishment and being allowed to return to his timecraft. Okay, and then they weren't going to do any of that. And then a mysterious man posted his bail of about a million bucks, and then they never saw him again. Just no record, no nothing. Oh, now, and the
1: record showed he would never even existed.
0: Right. Now, this guy actually also brought up the photo of the 1941 hipster and said that he was in it and that he was the guy to the left. And I will say, if you look up Andrew Carlson on Google and then pull up the mugshot, and then look at that photo. It it does look like an identical representation of the guy. You know
1: what this this story reminded me of? Huh? That movie with uh, Bradley Cooper, Limitless, is it? Limitless. Where he takes the little Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, and he can do a bunch of stuff on the stock market. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. So the interesting thing about this is if you actually look into it, the original article... Was actually from Weekly World News, and Weekly World News is a tabloid newspaper. And they actually created the article as a fictional piece. Well, it's a
1: satire news article. Right. It's, it's satire. Like the, it's like if you guys read The Onion.
0: Exactly. So they're like. Uh, is that what uh, it's
1: called, The Onion? I think so. Yeah. It's like a sat. Where they just make up fake news stories. Right. Yeah. What's that real? other
0: one, The B? It's pretty yeah, common. Yeah, uh, yeah, like yeah, the. Yeah. the uh, Bumble something. I, I think they remember.
1: get a kick out of when people think it's real and yeah, like, it's share like it on it, their Twitter. Uh, but
0: again, it's a, it's a satire thing. And then uh, what what happened was Yahoo News.
1: Yahoo!
0: <laughs> oh, man. That's bringing back the nostalgia, dude. Uh, so Yahoo News reprinted the story and left out Weekly World News as the original promoter. So what happened is modern day. Fake news. <laughs> <Yahoo>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so modern day, what, what we have is a bunch of people going back and they're like, oh my God, Yahoo shared this story and no one just dug a little deeper and said, wait a second, it was a fictional piece from a tabloid newspaper Right.
1: Watch your sources.
0: Right. And so now everyone's sharing it as legit. This trails off. So it's been shared for like 10, 15 years like this. And now modern day, we got kids, you know, in their 20s or whatever and and our age uh, resharing it like, oh, my God, have you ever heard the story of the time traveling stock market person? And then everyone believes it. Right. And this is a common theme, which is why I say debunking is because a lot of these stories, especially just on the Wikipedia page, if you and I, I tracked a lot of this stuff back to what the Wikipedia page says. If you just do like four minutes of research, you'll realize that it was from like one tabloid article or one person that actually totally fabricated the whole thing because they thought it was hilarious. And then like, you know, yeah. So what I don't know. What do you think about that?
1: I kind of love it.
0: Really, why? I don't know
1: why I love this time travel stuff. I really don't. I watched this movie. Like, what do you
0: mean by you love it? I don't like know.
1: You... I just like it's interesting to me, and it's like not too far fetched.
0: <laughs> okay, so let me get know. let me get into I, no.
1: But let me say, let me say, I think I love it because I have this movie associated with it in my mind. It's a it's a romantic comedy. Um, oh, I know what you're. Oh my you're God, say, what yeah. was it called? So the movie is called. About time. And it has the woman from um, The Notebook in it. Yeah. I'm blanking on her name. Regardless. Okay. So the premise of the movie is that the guy she falls for, his family can time travel. Right. And it's all about... It's just like... It's not sci-fi. It's not out there. It's just like this very normal guy. But like... Yeah. He can time travel. I don't know. It's very good. It's very good to watch. I would watch as a very wholesome movie. But I don't know. I just like it because it's like... This is not... Too out there for me to be honest.
0: <laughs> so let me tell you my opinions. What I was kind of saying in the beginning, I should I should say that for time travel as a belief, I believe in one hundred percent without a doubt. I, I think there's absolutely either government entities out there that have the capability of time traveling, or I believe that individual people somehow have the capability of time traveling. I, I believe that without a doubt. What I don't believe is 90% of the stories and internet stories of quote unquote time travelers that are you know floating around on the internet right now just because they're they're all almost verifiable bullshit
1: I guess for me yes they are all pretty much all bullshit but The thing that makes it fun for me is like, what if there's people out there that are not, their stories aren't told, but they're doing that?
0: Well, that's what I think. Right? I I think there's totally stories out there. And then the other thing you got to remember is remember, like we talked about before, like the government shelling out misinformation to cover the one major truth. Right. You know, so there's very possibly a lot of this that is true, but the the actual story that people quote as like 100% fact is just total bullshit. And then the final person, just because this this is quoted a lot and like Reddit pages and and forums and stuff like that, is John Tidor Titter Titer.
1: I read it differently.
0: Tidior. What?
1: what? How you better did- pick a good one, buddy, because you gotta say his name like five times. How did you read it? I read it Tidier. Titor.
0: John uh, John Tidier. John
1: Titor.
0: Fuck. Mr Tito? <laughs> Mr Tittior.
1: Table for 4 for Titter? <laughs> Is Titter. <here?
0: laughs> All right. All right. Okay. Uh <laughs> I can't even yeah. continue to say it with the, I c- I can't say his name. There's just no way.
1: <laughs> just call him John. John All T. Right.
0: So there was this dude named John that came up on an online bulletin board, way back between 2000 and 2001, dude, you
1: know it's way back when they're like an online bulletin
0: board. Yeah, yeah we're we're in the dial-up <laughs> days is here. Online bulletin board? <laughs> All right, so this dude came up and claimed that he was a time traveler from 2036 on a military mission and needed to get like a computer piece that was only made back then to save the world in the future. And he made all of these predictions in 2000, 2001, uh, including that there would be a devastating US uh, civil war in 2008, followed by a short nuclear World War III in 2015, which killed 3 billion people.
1: But it was short, so don't
0: News flash, those didn't come to be true.
1: In this world.
0: No way. But it actually ended up being two brothers who were really big in the internet at that time and just messing around. And more of course, computer from people. Florida, and of course they're Florida guys. Everything
1: happens in Florida. <laughs> they probably had a pet alligator. Too. And
0: and yeah, so they thought they were hilarious making this account. They totally came out. They're like, "Yep, it was it was you know BS, and we made it, and uh, everyone believed it, and it was awesome, dude." You know, so. it's
1: two brothers because his last name was Titter. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. so yeah they just wanted to hear they're people sitting around they like man let's see if we can make people believe this shit it's
1: like all of those what are the fake names that they make like an inappropriate phrase
0: yeah yeah like Ben Dover Suk <laughs> Mahadik so uh, putting the tinfoil hat on quick though imagine right if that actually no, you, you was didn't the actually case you not actually put it on well I don't have one up put it here on. I don't have one no, up here no put Mary. the invisible one on alright I'm
1: guys he actually just put it in <laughs> put it
0: in. <laughs> you asshole all right so uh getting the tinfoil hat on here imagine okay if you will that this did actually happen but a time traveler stopped it from actually happening in, in our time by by saving the day you see what i'm oh, saying oh yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they covered it up they covered you never know Okay, never okay, know. okay, okay but there are some more interesting pieces of time travel One of those pieces is the Chronovisor. Chronovisor. Okay. (laughs) What (laughs) suspense? What? What's the deal with the Chronovisor? What's the deal with it? Damn it! Okay, reel
1: it in, reel it in.
0: Just say it.
1: Okay. So the Chronovisor is described. Originally by Father Francos Brun in his 2002 book, The Vatican's New Mystery, he alleged that this was a functional time viewer. So we got to make that distinction. This is not a time travel machine. This is a viewing machine. Yeah. In his book, he says that the chronovisor was built by Pellegrino Aranetti, an Italian priest and scientist. For
0: the Vatican, right.
1: For the Vatican. So, um... Hit us with some background on Irenetti.
0: So he he was a Vatican priest, but also a scientist, and there was some speculation there. And according to Brune's book, he was sitting actually on a, a one of those boats in Venice, I believe, and he was talking to the priest. And the priest basically like let him in. He's like, "Look, man." This is what we've been doing because he was saying, I wish there was a way that, you know, we could show people the belief, which, you know, in when you're looking at religious beliefs like the Catholic religion or Christian, it's kind of bad to say we you need a way to show you it because it's really based on faith. But regardless, when you look at that, the Vatican priest said, we actually have done that. We've made this device with apparently some Nazi scientists, because you always got to sprinkle a little bit of World War II that was German, crazy that German was... stuff there.
1: So the scientist was Werner von Braun. Yeah. So he won um, the Nobel Prize for Physics in. 19- he actually.
0: I'm I'm not sure when he won that, but I believe that he went on and he was a, a a real person, and he went on and actually got the U.S. to space travel. If I'm not mistaken, he yeah, was. Yeah. Like, b-
1: needless to say that the Irnetti had a team of twelve scientists, including this guy. So imagine yeah. the. You know the the vast knowledge that they had on their team. So what was interesting to me is that the the this was led by a priest, which yeah. you know, like you had just mentioned, religion really is led by faith rather than yeah. proving science and it, hypotheses and things. So that was interesting to me. And it's the, it also was, interesting that it's Vatican because
0: sketchy shit goes on in well, the Vatican. It's been, so
1: again, who it's faith based. Right. And they're going towards science-based now? What? Well,
0: yeah, we're, we are not even going to get into the rabbit hole on sketchy Vatican crazy no, shit. No, but we're but, looking
1: at it from, like, a high level.
0: Correct, yeah. And the other thing—so this, was this by far, was the most interesting one to me because I had never really heard about it. So that was interesting um, because normally with this stuff you'd hear about it, like all the other stupid little clips and videos that are verifiable bullshit— and on top of that, it's it's almost like since it's the Vatican, like who knows? You might you know you might be able to see it. But the claims that he even saw things like way back in Rome, he saw the the fall of Rome. He saw actually the crucifixion of Christ, and Got not a only picture. Yeah, not only did he see it, but he snapped a pic and actually shared that photo with an Italian newspaper back in the day that that circulated like it was all over the place and they were sharing the photo now later on they learned that the photo looked incredibly similar to an old wood carving that was around you know 100 years before the the photo was taken I believe or at least at the very least a few decades before the photo so there's kind of where the you know uncertainty started coming about and then of course we have to mention that Ernetti on his deathbed came out and said, Hey, it was all a lie, which again is interesting that a Vatican priest, uh, who's supposed to be obviously pretty righteous in the, the faith there is lying for decades on a on a you know, this crazy binge of paranormal stuff. But he came out on his deathbed, he's like, Look, it was all a lie, sorry. My be, you know, and then Brune came out and was like, no, no, no. The Vatican made him say that to discount it. I swear it's all legit.
1: Well, because the Vatican, there was a Vatican decree in 1988 that said anyone using an instrument of such characteristics would be excommunicated. Right. So basically threatening people. So you could read that one of two ways. They just want to like get the association of this away from the Vatican. Yeah. Or this is legit and they don't want people to be using it.
0: And of course, we also have to kind of state that obviously Brune was selling books uh, about the paranormal and specifically this event at the time as well. So a little bit of bias there, I would say, personally.
1: I uh, just, it's interesting to me to picture what this machine looked like. Yeah. So it, um, the device was made of cathode rays.
0: Yeah. So they and say. An- antennas
1: yeah. and metals that receive sound and light signals that just were like hanging in the earth. Yeah. Or in the, uh, not the earth, the the atmosphere. I don't know.
0: I have no idea. It Basically,
1: attracted these like floating energies of time, where that you could then capture that and then view it on a screen. Right and see, and actually didn't it say too that they they would they were able to pick up on some signal sound signals?
0: Yes, as well, so yeah.
1: I don't know.
0: I mean, and then the other thing that's interesting, and I don't know if you found this as interesting, but this is not the first time a chronovisor like device has made its way onto the the main scene. so this the chronovisor first came on with uh, father Alturi. Is it El Tori. No, first came on the scene uh, with uh, Father Ernetti back in the the 1960s, to my knowledge, or or the 70s. But then we have it come on the scene again as an Iranian scientist, right? And he apparently was filing for a patent on this. What, What was the deal with that?
1: So he had claimed to have invented a time machine that can predict the future of any individual with a 98% accuracy. I mean, that's a pretty big claim. Yeah. He says, My invention easily fits into the size of a personal computer case and can predict details of the next five to eight years of the life of its users. It will not take you into the future. It will bring you the future to you. Yeah. So imagine we go from this... Chronovisor from Irenetti in the 60s that's probably just ginormous larger than a car to this guy coming out and saying hey i got a handheld time viewer you can see five to eight years into your future personal handheld can fit in your laptop case
0: but w- we should mention that it's not really like a screen it's more so like spitting out data like it's kind of like you know it, it, here, here's what's going to happen to you sort of thing now the interesting thing is the Iranian government has been known multiple times to actually fake technology and put it out there in the public to make the world kind of be like, oh shit, look what they have, but it's actually you know not. But what's interesting about that, right, is they they denied this one. They're like, no, no, we're not. You know, we don't do that. It's- well,
1: and I think a lot of these things that we're talking about, the thing that's interesting to me is the position of power or wherever they're working. So this scientist in particular um, was the managing director of Iran's Center for Strategic Invention, which to me is kind of nuts. It is nuts. And he had 179 inventions to his name when he came out with this one. Right. So like that to me, it's not like some guy in his mom's basement. Like This is like a guy of high ranking. He's in a position to have resources, you know. Right. Right.
0: so that actually, so really quickly, and just to, I don't want to be unfair to Mary because she didn't look up anything in this, but I just want to tell it to you to see if you think it's interesting. So, um, actually my mom brought it up a little bit. Shout
1: uh, out Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: I know she's listening. Sh- shout there out is. to my mom, uh, whom I love very much. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm project looking glass right so that's talked about a lot I, there was a just a stupidly long article i did not read through the whole thing um but what what i find interesting okay uh first okay. Mm, mm-kay, mm-kay. uh is that this is a one of those the QAnon things we're not going to get off in a rabbit hole there of what the i hell? believe is a. Uh, a PSYOP CIA run bullshit ring. But regardless uh, from that is the moment that I see QAnon, I'm kind of like, Ooh, yeah, let's, let's dig into this bullshit. Um, so <laughs> this, this is basically a much longer much drawn out um, version of a Chronovisor, basically. So that that's another account. I don't know that in the article at all or the QAnon stuff. They mention the original Chronovisor, but they're talking about a device that you know you can hook up and actually see into the past or see into the future and and all of those different things. So, uh, point being is this is yet another version of the original chronovisor, which starts, again, spiking the, the bullshit meter for me. Now, what I don't think is bullshit is uh, the government, you know, h- hiding uh, truths that were there. So is there some type of device that allowed them to view the past, whether that's through astral projection or uh, other, you know, more paranormal things I believe absolutely. Absolutely. Now, you remember me telling you before, Mary, where it's like when I start throwing up red flags is when I Google something and there's like 35 mainstream articles on like Business Insider and other like, you know, again, mainstream things talking about this stuff. To me, that screams the government Knows something and there might be a truth there, but they're putting out a bunch of misinformation like the QAnon shit to distract you from probably a much bigger picture.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't know <laughs> anything about it, so I don't know, but yeah, I mean, no, I no, agree not with just you. the looking glass no, stuff, yeah, just totally. the whole Chronovisor I, I, stuff. Yeah, I mean, and and speaking of government, that's like the next two things we're going to get exactly into yes. are these experiments and they're. Odd. I mean, should we get into the Philadelphia Experiment? I hate how you say that. What? Philadelphia.
0: What is... How do you say Philadelphia? Philadelphia? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't I say it like that? No, you say
1: Philadelphia.
0: Philadelphia.
1: Philadelphia Experiment is an alleged military experiment supposed to have been carried out by the U.S. Navy of the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard in Pennsylvania um, sometime around October 28th, 1943. So coming up on the anniversary here. Yep. The U.S. Navy destroyer escort USS Eldridge was claimed to have been rendered invisible or cloaked to enemy devices. Otherwise, it was claimed to, or the idea is that it allegedly time traveled for like a short- Yeah, like five minutes. Five minutes. Yeah. Um, I believe
0: went to Virginia, right?
1: Oh, I don't know the location of where it It was was supposedly
0: like snapped back over to, I think like Norfolk, Virginia, and then like came back to Philadelphia- but, yeah, apparently it snapped over to, like, Norfolk, Virginia, and then came back to Philly. And, like, I, I what about the crew, right? They were yeah. all...
1: So, main witness um, where I saw the most information was from Carl Allen. Yeah. He uh, claimed to be a witness to the event, and he was an ex-merchant marine for the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he actually had a book full of like handwritten annotations referring to the experiment, yeah, and uh, sent it to the to the U.S. Navy research organization, but then later connected with a UFO uh, author.
0: And that dude ended up killing himself. Yeah, actually, oh, I think it was like he did. He took his own due life to, due to um, uh, something to do with like kind of losing it over looking into theories. Apparently, I mean, God knows what may or may not have happened to him in reality, but...
1: So just details on, like, what actually happened, though. Like, what uh, is the claim?
0: Apparently, during the the shift there, where they accidentally put the ship back in time and then, you know, came forward five minutes, crew members came back, like, part of the ship like the, their arms were fused with the steel and their bodies were cut in half and deformed and all over others, the place.
1: Others developed weird illnesses and yeah. had like odd, right. odd experiences after. But I'm talking about the ship itself, that yeah. eerie green blue glow that surrounded the ship right as the generator spun up and disappeared and
0: disappeared. Poof. Interestingly enough, we have no firsthand accounts from any of the crew members that apparently were on there. And the other thing is that the main dude who said all this, if you trace back his history, uh, apparently he has a long history of mental illness, including schizophrenia, and uh, may or may not have any military service, and also uh, was known by his family members to fabricate uh, a bunch of information. So, (laughs) there's that. Again, I'm not saying it didn't exist. You guys know my level for believing things is is I'll believe pretty much anything at this point. But like I said, we trace it all the way back to the beginning of the wiki pages, and if you trace these stories back, a lot of these stories just come from like one individual who who spreads it to either uh, uh, an author or a news station, and they spread it, and then it starts as a chain reaction from there, and modern day, we're spreading it as like verifiable information, and a lot of the time, it's just not. Now, they were, right, working, the the, the government at that point was working on a cloaking device for radar, uh, that worked off like magnets. So it made the... I think it was uh, magnetic mines underneath the water. Well,
1: it was it was there to protect the ship from magnetic torpedoes aboard right. the U-boats.
0: Right. So th- there is some thought that th- maybe there was experiments at that time that was trying to make the ship, you know, quote, invisible from the mines. And he just kind of took that theory and like embellished a little bit. <laughs> and
1: uh, how stuff works... The, 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 I guess that's a news source suggested that the green glow could have been an electric storm. Yeah. um, Or St. Elmo's fire, which is, which is like a weather phenomenon where plasma is created in a strong electrical field giving off a bright uh, glow, almost like fire.
0: Yeah. There's, there, you know, I don't know. The green glow is weird. I'll I'll give them that. The green glow is weird. Uh, You know, the thing
1: that creeps me, not creeps me out, the thing that's crazy to me is like this ship was transferred to Greece in 1951 and then just sold for scrap in the 90s. Like, no one, they didn't save it. Like, it didn't become, like, a, a spectacle. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like um reverting back to, like, the Skinwalker thing, right? Skinwalker Ranch. They, the it's like, they could have used this as, like, come see the museum of the ship that disappeared, yeah. blah, 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 blah. But they didn't. They threw yeah. that shit away and they were like, I don't ever want to talk about this again. We don't want to see it. Like,
0: well, yeah, but there's also a lot of stuff that just gets retired and destroyed. I you know, know I mean, but if they it, Especially really... if it didn't have any legitimate historical, you know, like... Uh, Do
1: you know how easy they could have embellished that shit and been like, it was a time traveling ship? Well, and... was
0: that story, though, in the 90s really flourishing like it is today?
1: Maybe not but with
0: it with you know with the introduction of the is, internet and social media I'm just media, going back
1: to what you said how like you immediately debunk something if you see 15 articles about yeah, it in business right. insider I'm saying I'm not debunking this right away because it's like why wouldn't they have like taken advantage of this opportunity to either profit off of it and make that. a skeptical yeah. of yeah, it yeah, I like get that. it's odd to me that they just scrap it for metal I don't Very know true. I don't know
0: No I I totally I totally get that now the Philadelphia experiment has to lead us to Operation Montauk or Project Montauk. I've seen it. I've seen it referred to in a few different things. This actually gets or the
1: Montauk Project. The
0: Montauk Project. That's what it was. Yeah, and it's uh, it was apparently something that was going on on Long Island, and it actually ties into a show that many of you guys probably know, which is Stranger Things. Such a good show. Very good show. And that's uh, where they actually got their idea from, was the the OG story of Montauk. the Montauk Project. So what what what's what's the deal? What's the Montauk Project?
1: So this is alleged locations were Camp Hero, or the Montauk Air Force Station, um, happening around the mid-1980s.
0: So the Montauk Project, uh, according to, you know, Wikipedia <laughs> is uh, they even they so they label it here as a conspiracy theory that alleges there was a series of secret United States government projects conducted at Camp Hero or Montauk Air Air Force Station in Montauk, New York, for the purpose of developing psychological warfare techniques and exotic research, including time travel. Now, when they say time travel, the theory is that there were kids that were captured at this point in time and used in the project that had almost think of it kind of like x-men sort of things where they had like special abilities and they would tie them into chairs kind of use some MK ultra style techniques to bring about their abilities and use them to actually see into the past or see into the future or break into other dimensions and you can see there where where 11 and stranger things kind of brings in you know she sees the upside down and she's in this you know military lab and they're using her for those things it, it's kind of you know again and, you can see where they got the idea from
1: and this did this did uh, occur allegedly in 1983. So mid mid nineteen right
0: yeah we, we, it actually is really cool like when you're looking at like the show and you know where they got oh it they from. do a
1: really great job of like taking you back yeah absolutely. not that I you know what the eighties were like but like I can you know it, they have all the staple like eighties feel
0: for sure and uh, where did we get Project Montauk from like wh- where did they come up with that did you know
1: World War Two
0: no so the reason the only reason why we know about it is mainly uh, from two guys. Preston Nichols and Al Bielik, right? So these two dudes uh, claimed that they had recovered repressed memories of their own involvement, and they were some of the children used in the events. Now, this entire theory, everything about it, originated and was from these two dudes who underwent some, you know, hypnosis like modern day uh, uh, memory repressive things to like bring bring memory back regression, memory regression, right? To bring back all, all of that stuff, and they claim that they, you know, this is all the stuff that they remember. So all the stories that we have, all of the uh, um, stuff about the Montauk Project, all just come from them. So you can see again the common theme here is that we don't have like mk ultra like all of these people that were affected like verifiably we don't have freedom of information documents that that show this stuff we have two dudes who say hey i remember this stuff and this is what happened to me and not only do we have those two dudes saying it but now it expands and there's 30 you know articles about it and now there's a tv show about it because hey we could sell a lot of you know views with that stuff. And that's where again I'm like uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't well, know. Well, the thing that was you know? crazy
1: to me is that his name. Yeah. He realized that he was actually born right. Edward Cameron. Yeah. And that his name was he he knew of his name as Al Bilic. Like that to me right there is like sketch city.
0: It's sketch. It's definitely sketch. And I'm not discounting the fact that that dude maybe was undergoing MK Ultra. And, you know, as a kid and they, they warped his mind and, you know, and, and, and did it. It's just it's I think here's what I think. I think something happened to him. I don't think it's far fetched at all to believe that he was undergoing some sort of secret government project, something to do with with mind control. Hell, maybe even something to do with time travel. I'm not discounting that. I, you know, again, personally, I, I believe that time travel c- could absolutely be real
1: his reference is Nikola Tesla and saying that he figured out how to make, you know, these, these devices move. And, and you know, like, like he's saying that because of Tesla's experiments, that was able to show how this, Eldridge ship from the philadelphia experiment caught right. in a, got caught in a wormhole and just disappeared
0: which i would believe you know i would believe that nikola tesla and a few other physicists and other people from around the world really at that point in time really had a lot of thoughts and theories on time travel that stuff that i hold very valuable as far as information about the topic like that stuff i'd be like okay shit's shit's real deal, more than likely, if these, you know, geniuses throughout time believed in it. And that's why I don't discount time travel at all. And I think there's a very high possibility there that this dude, maybe he is telling the truth and, and maybe the government left him alone because who would believe this guy. But I, I, again, my, my bullshit meter goes up when there's like a Netflix TV series dedicated to the, to the event. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. And, and and if if there was this project going on which we've seen many other verifiable messed up projects by the CIA and the the US government all throughout our history um, I, I don't know that there would just be two people that that would come out and say, yep, this is what happened t- to me. I, but I think, if you're I feel not like willing to
1: undergo uh, regression therapy, maybe
0: you would never know. You would never yeah, know. And that's if the, very and true. If
1: the um, memories like I feel like I don't know a ton about regression memory, like, therapy, but I, I do know that you, you need to, like, be able to, like, latch onto one thing to then yeah. go into another that kind of opens up your past. Absolutely. So if you can't catch on to that one catalyst memory that kind of opens up everything, yeah. it's kind of like you need that key to unlock the the treasure chest. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't get in there unless you have something. So if you have nothing to go off of, then it's yeah. very difficult, I think.
0: I, I think there is a lot of truth here. Uh, And I think there's a lot of untruth. And I think the untruth is put out to uh, put you into a a diversion, basically, to uh, divert your attention away from the legitimate facts of the event. I, I, I would almost guarantee that something like this probably happened. We're just put in a million different directions so that, you know, it's kind of that, like, we're going to th- tell them a-, a thousand untruths to hide the one truth. You know, the the one important uh, truth well, sort of thing.
1: and, like, let's wrap it up. Final thoughts for me. Yeah. I- I'll hit you with what I feel.
0: Yeah, what do you got?
1: Bottom line is energy. Yeah. Consciousness. Mm-hmm. These are real things. Yep. Physics, the science behind energy and exertion of energy and, and things lining up perfectly to be able to create something. Right. So I just feel that it's out of all the things we've talked about. This is not so far fetched. Yeah. And I think that, you know, while there isn't science to sit here and prove it and I'm not sitting here being like, Oh, we're going to be able to try time travel just like as a fun thing. I just don't think it's so out there that if you have the right, hypothesis and you line it up correctly and you use the right energy amount and this and that that it's how how is it not molecules and and i don't know i just don't know i yep. don't know how it couldn't be possible or that we're not like the, the government has definitely experimented yeah needless to say
0: i would say to wrap up for my final points that i agree fully with you that i think uh, time travel is 100 percent possible now or at the very least possible in the future. Regardless, I believe the government has experimented with it absolutely through our past. There's there's no way that they didn't go down that rabbit hole at some point in time. I think they absolutely, because they verifiably, we know this for a fact, have done research into other paranormal um, uh, topics into hypnosis, into MK Ultra, things have tried to expand the mind and things like that. That I could see them doing this without a doubt. My only gripe and my only debunking with this episode is the 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 stories that when we get into modern internet and when you give people the power when they realize like oh my god I could make them believe anything and they are able to make a forum accountant and just like like I could go on Reddit right now in an anonymous name yeah. and say I. I'm a time traveler from 50 years from now and tell you all this bullshit that's going to happen 20 years from now. And I would probably get a million you know shares on it. Like, Oh my God, this dude's a time traveler and get really creative with it. And that's my gripe. You got to be See, careful with that. Yeah.
1: But I'm not even worried about that at this point. My thing is like, you know, time as itself, like right now it's 8 36 AM. Like that's a right. man-made thing, but, right. but, the fact that you go to space and you go to certain areas in space and you hit a wormhole or wormholes.
0: Yeah, for sure. But that's the thing.
1: That's, that's real. Yeah. And you can even argue that, you know, and this is, this is stretching stretching for me, but like, okay, if if I'm in Pennsylvania and you take an airplane to California and you go like, you know what I mean? Like technically that's, you know, I don't know. Like it's crazy to me that I follow people in Australia and as I'm going to sleep they're saying good morning. Yeah. That's wild. So it's yeah. like that to me it's real. Th- it has to be. I
0: I would agree. I agree that it's real. Yeah. I I don't and, want you to think I'm not, you know, uh, like I'm oh, not I agreeing cuz I I actually do agree. It's just you see where I'm coming from, you know. But regardless, that is going to wrap up episode 8.
1: That was a great episode.
0: Episode Fun. 8. Fun. Of the freedom foil podcast guys we really appreciate you listening to this podcast it's it's huge to us we're really excited to get this instagram page going it's it's going to be a blast and it's really going to be awesome for you guys to see all this stuff that we're talking about it we can kind of give you sneak peeks and and show you it before we're talking about it so stay tuned for that it's gonna be great And as always, you can check out the links, as I've told you before, in the descriptions to all of the other podcasts. We're available on pretty much every listening and streaming service right now. And and we really appreciate you sharing this stuff around and telling us what you think of the podcast. We love the constructive criticism so that we can make this stuff better for you.
1: Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, you know, we are so hyped for the next episode. We don't even, we haven't even chatted about what it'll be about, but I'm excited you to dive in. Know. You never know you what never you're going to get know. on the Freedom Foil.
0: <laughs> guys, thank you for listening to episode eight of the Freedom Foil podcast. Stay tuned for more great episodes coming soon.